Welcome to episode five of season two. If you just joined, this is Maria at Maria the Arcane on Instagram, and we have Robin at Inspired Witch on Instagram. Good morning. Good morning. If you have just joined us every single week, or every episode, I guess, we do it every other week, (laughs) we talk about upcoming lunar phases and kind of what that means for us in terms of the grand picture, magic, etc. Let's see, what day is today? Today is the third, so it'll be the fifth when this episode comes out. So the upcoming lunar phase after that is going to be on March 13th, which is the new moon in Pisces. Uh, when we are looking at Pisces in general, we're seeing a very dreamlike, head in the clouds kind of energy. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is a water sign, and therefore, this is a great time to work with water magic or work with mm-hmm. that element, I guess. But overall, we are looking at kind of working with our intuition, the dreamy side of things. This would be a really Mm -hmm. good time to practice and tap into things like lucid dreaming. If you have not, I don't know if you don't, if that's not regularly a part of your practice (laughs) and divination in general is really, really good to use during this time. Uh, The new moon in general, as we all know, and we talk about regularly is a good time to do like fresh starts Uh, Mm -hmm. So when we're looking at divination and we're looking at fresh starts together, this would be a really good time to tap into, you know, doing some scrying, some lucid dreaming, some meditations, etc. to help you take the next step forward in your life. So this wouldn't be, you know, necessarily looking at why your ex left you or something like that. But instead, Mm -hmm. we're looking at things like... Um, you know, um, trying to, trying to get promoted in my career. What are some like self-reflective steps that I can take to assure that happening? These are the kinds of things that we're looking at. Uh, Pisces new moon in general also deals with looking way back. So this might be a really good time to look into past life stuff. Um, mm-hmm. on like a very mundane level, maybe tapping into doing like, oh, what's that website called? M. It's like ancestry.com. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. It. Where you're just trying to figure out a little bit more about where you come from, that sort of thing. I know mm-hmm. Maria and I have talked in the past about if you're really new to your path and you don't really know which way to go. Looking Mm -hmm. back is a good way to move forward. You know, what kind of stuff did your grandma practice? Even if she wasn't Mm -hmm. a witch, there's always going to be folklore from your relatives, you know, Mm -hmm. area. (laughs) And you can use that (laughs) as a starting point. So these are the sort of things that we want to do. Either looking at divination for taking the next step forward or going way back (laughs) to kind of find a really good starting point. That can be our ancestors. It could also be past life stuff. But I will warn you, when doing past life stuff, make sure that if you aren't doing it for yourself and instead you're hiring somebody to help you, make sure that they're coming Mm -hmm. from a reputable source 
because mm-hmm. things like past life stuff, um, mm-hmm. it's really easy for people to take advantage of others. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so just make sure that you're, you're, you know, looking at it from a reputable source. Like I know Maria does past life readings. Um, there's a few other people that do them that I would trust, but just don't mm-hmm. necessarily go to, you know, the white pages and find somebody. <laughs> that might not be a good idea. Ask around, shop around, ask around yeah. before diving into that stuff. Yeah, I think that's the most important is to actually go know someone who has done it and, you know, get a person's review of said person before you. A hundred percent. And give them your money. <laughs> and like, even like using Maria's past life readings as an example, the way she mm-hmm. does tarot readings just might not vibe with you. Just like the way mm-hmm. I do tarot readings just might not vibe with some people and that's okay. So ask around first, shop around mm-hmm. before saying, take my money. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So what are you planning for this new moon? Are you planning anything? Uh, Honestly, right now, I am literally just looking into my standard new moon divination. It just Mm -hmm. happens to be that it's a Pisces new moon, so it aligns really well. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I haven't planned anything that special. I was actually, I like how you mentioned scrying, because I was thinking about scrying with some rainwater on the new moon. Yeah. I have this huge crystal ball that I was sent in the summertime, Mm -hmm. I think, and I've yet to use it because I just haven't had the time to like sit down and scry because it takes a long time and it's something I keep meaning to do. Maybe, maybe I'll, Mm -hmm. I'll muster up the energy and do it. (laughs) No, thank you. Energy, what's that? What's that? (laughs) I don't know her. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. So if you just started listening to us, every podcast, we talk about a random tarot card. We go over the universe, universal meaning and then our own <laughs> interpretations of them. Hearing other people's opinions helps beginners form their own opinions or even those who have been practicing for a while expand their views on other meanings. So this week, <laughs> we're going to talk about the Two of Cups. So on this card, you'll see two people facing each other, holding cups. Um, One of the figures is reaching out for the other person. Between these two and above the cups, there is a Hermes wand and a lion's head with wings. Our two figures are standing on solid foundations, and there is a house on a hill behind them. The universal keywords to this card are partnerships, love, attraction, and relationships. So for me, this card is about emotional connections we make in life. These connections can be um, can be those we have with others or even like connections we find within ourselves when it comes to emotional fulfillment. When this card pops up in readings, it shows an emotional puzzle piece is falling into place. When it comes to romance, our partnership's part of this card, unlike the lovers, which symbolizes for myself facing challenges within our relationships, and possibly even one person not willing to put the work and effort into the relationship. 
instead with this card, it shows both people are coming to the table or, and are willing to make it work. They complete each other in, in some way and are more than, well, uh, more than willing to support each other emotionally. When it comes to circumstances outside of relationships, this may revolve around finding a job or hobby that brings you happiness and a little bit of joy. You feel complete doing what it, whatever it is that you have found. Regardless, though, whether it is a person or situation, this is still in the beginning stages of something. It is meant to be built off of as depicted by the solid foundations under the figure's feet, which reminds me of, you know, the four of wands in tarot. So what are your opinions, Robin, dear? I'm going to be really annoying and completely disagree with your interpretation of the (laughs) two of cups. This is actually, I think, a great learning lesson. I know we brought it up lots of times, but it's Mm -hmm. one of those times where it's like you have two readers. They both know the cards, but they have different interpretations and both are valid. So I have found that the two of cups is a lot like... It's like the Tinder of tarot cards in that you have two people coming together for a mutual agreement. Maybe that is a short-term fling, a hookup, whatever, but it's not Mm -hmm. meant to last. Most times that I see the Two of Cups, it is like two people that have an important relationship in each other's life in that both of them learn and grow from it. But Mm -hmm. it's like being at a party where you have like a really good drunken conversation with somebody and then you never see them again. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Does that make sense? (laughs) Yeah, that makes total Uh, sense. And so for me, oftentimes when I get this card, it it isn't for a long-term lasting relationship, but instead something that is – it's important – for your overall journey to get to that like end mm-hmm. point where you do find your person you're meant to be with for forever, but this person isn't your person, but you're still should stay there because you're going to learn something really valuable and important from it. Like it's that. about growth. <laughs> I, love um, I love hearing yeah. your opinion. Yeah. And it, it, for me, it's like with twos, you know, it's so much about balance and mm-hmm sometimes finding that balance within ourselves through another person is so valuable and so important, but that's all it is. Mm -hmm. It's a stepping stone that has helped us to better ourselves and be a better person, a better partner, et cetera. But it doesn't mean that it's meant to be forever. And that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) I love hearing your thoughts. I always love to hear other people's opinions on the card. That's really interesting. And I think it's a good reflection. Thanks, Mom. I think it's a good reflection, (laughs) too, of the fact that tarot, although, yes, there are cards, there are general meanings to cards and symbolism, Mm -hmm. there is also that, you know, personal experience that we bring into tarot reading that shapes, Mm -hmm. you know, what cards mean for us from person to person. It's kind of like the correspondences that we talked about last time. So I think I think it's important. <laughs> yep, I completely agree. So this week we thought we'd talk about tips for reading tarot for others. Reading for others can be fun and exciting, but it can also be 
extremely stressful, especially when you're first starting out. (laughs) So do you have a tip you want to share? Well, first of all, I'd like to preface a few things before we get into this. Mm -hmm. First and foremost, the idea that people are never nervous is silly. So like, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) I still get nervous. I mean, I did that podcast interview for web crawlers this week. Or last week, I mm-hmm. guess. Um, and I was nervous as fuck. <laughs> it was on camera. I get nervous for every single tarot reading that is like, I don't have time to like pause and think. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So first of all, don't think that just because, you know, somebody's been doing it for a million years doesn't mean they don't get nervous doing it for people. Because frankly, like at my day job as a, a, mm-hmm. at the hotline, uh, people, if you don't tell them what they want to hear, they get really mad. <laughs> and so yeah. like, I get nervous for that stuff as well. Like, you know, you have human interactions. It's scary. Like, mm-hmm. please don't yell at me. <laughs> um, so I wanted to preface that. And secondly, I wanted to preface because I know we, Maria and I have lightly talked about this on the discord, Mm-hmm. If you want to read tarot for others, I think that's fantastic. You don't need to be well seasoned to do it. It's amazing practice. Um, you know what it's I mean? A great like way to learn the cards and like totally them like to do it. However, <laughs> perhaps don't charge people when you don't know what you're doing. It honestly gives our whole community a really bad name when. Mm-hmm. You have people who have absolutely no idea what they're doing, and they're like, "That'll be fifteen dollars." Yes, your energy and time is valuable and mm-hmm. important, but if mm-hmm. you uh, – I don't want to tell people what they can and can't do. So, like, I'm not trying to tell you what you can and can't do, but at least if you're going to charge people, be upfront with them that you're, like, learning and this is, like, practice for you and that you are charging for your time, but it's at a reduced rate, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Just be upfront about it because otherwise it does, unfortunately, give our community – a yucky name, and I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. I think reading for friends and family starting off is a great, great. step yeah. rather than reading for strangers. Ever, Even if you read for strangers, I know when I was like trying to get practice a billion years ago, mm-hmm. I'd ask for just tips. If you want to tip me, you can. If you don't, that's okay because I am you I am using you as a practicing tool. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I mean I still got plenty of tips from doing that. So it's not, you know what I mean? It's not like Putting yourself in that position means that you will absolutely not make money. Just, I don't know, just just be honest and transparent. That's that's a big thing. Yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah. <laughs> so moving on and... to tips. <laughs> that was actually no, one of the things I want to say, like to start with people you know and trust and like, yeah, you know, I don't know. <laughs> but so... Moving on, as you said. I just, I've effectively <laughs> lectured everyone for two and a half minutes. Um, <laughs> we do it all the time on here. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's coming from a good place, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> we are your aunties. Listen to us. But <laughs> oh, my word. But so I say, you know, don't be afraid to ask for information about. Well, whoever you're reading for situation. Some people think this is considered cheating, but it really isn't. The cards will always say what they have to say. But, you mm-hmm. know, asking for more information, like, helps you make the information more unique to 
to your client in their Mm -hmm. situation, you'll be able to make connections in a way that will give them more reading and more depth to their reading. Yeah. Uh, I agree 100 percent. And I I feel like, you know, there are certain things that it's important to ask. Like, for example, Mm -hmm. you have client or the person you're reading for Jane Doe. Right. And she wants Mm -hmm. to know about John. Well, is John Mm -hmm. a platonic relationship or is this a romantic relationship? Mm -hmm. Because the same card will have two different meanings if it is platonic or romantic. And it's perfectly fine and fair to ask that question. And if Mm -hmm. the person in question who you're reading for has an issue with that, then maybe it's time to explain to them the difference between a psychic medium and a tarot reader. And even psychic mediums can't just tap that shit on whenever they want to. That is, that is, uh, watching too many movies. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it is okay yeah. to, like Maria said, it is okay to ask little, like, don't ask them through, like, for example, if somebody comes to you and is like, me and John broke up, will we get back mm-hmm. together? Don't ask them, like, well, why'd you break up? Why'd you do that? You know what I mean? Because the fact mm-hmm. of the matter is, is that's not going to change whether or not what the cards are going to say, you're just being nosy and prying at that point. Yeah. That's like, <laughs> that's a big difference between like general readings, which mm-hmm. it's all in the name as a general reading. So it's going to give you like a brief overview of whatever, but if it's like something for romance or even for like your job or something like that, you need more information. So if your client is like withholding information, you're going to get like, you're going to be giving them half-assed answers, in my opinion. And, um, you know, we want to give them as much information as we can possibly give them with the card. And as and, soon as you start over-asking questions and start mm-hmm. doing stuff like, well, how'd you break up? Da-da-da. Now your bias is being put into it. <laughs> yes, that is and way you now too have much. A, and you now have an opinion before you've actually drawn anything, which is going to skew the reading. Ask general yeah. questions. Like we said, is it romantic? Is it platonic? You can ask, mm-hmm. you know, what is his name, his date of birth, or her name, her date of birth, that sort of thing. Um, are you... Uh, or sometimes people say, you know, oh, it's romantic. And I say, okay, is this a potential partner or a hopeful? Or, or is this an mm-hmm. ex or a potential partner? Because again, that alters things. Somebody from the past versus somebody who we're hoping to be with. Um, mm-hmm. But th- that's it. That's like, these are the kinds of general questions you want to ask because we don't want to bring in bias beforehand it's the main reason why reading for ourselves can be very difficult in the beginning because we have Mm -hmm. inherent bias Mm -hmm. and you know (laughs) yeah reading for others is way easier than reading for myself a hundred percent i mean shit i've asked maria to read for me before on stuff that i'm like i have way too much bias on this i need (laughs) somebody else to read for me and there's nothing wrong with that i trust her there's nothing wrong with that (laughs) i always have to be my own reader and be like i'm gonna step away from this spread for like a day and then i'm gonna look at it again with like (laughs) outsider's eyes because i'm reading way too much into this (laughs) but uh, yeah i definitely i do agree i agree with everything that you said um thanks it's because i have a huge brain (laughs) yeah but yeah so don't be afraid to be like can you like 
what specifically do you want to know? Because if they're not telling you specifically what you they want to know, they're not going to get, you know, they're not going to get the answer that they're hoping, not that they're hoping for, but the answer that they're looking for. A hundred percent. Yeah. But it's another um, reason why leading us back to the thing that I preach all the time. And I'm sure every one of you guys are like, this motherfucker needs to shut up is you should start with a Rider Wade Smith based deck because mm-hmm. we know what the cards mean there. You can find the information mm-hmm. everywhere. You can find multiple interpretations everywhere. Where mm-hmm. sometimes decks that are unique and indie, they're beautiful. I'm not saying don't use yeah, them. Especially yeah. like hip decks, you know, yeah. decks that only have, yeah. <laughs> They're beautiful. I love them. I think mm-hmm. that they're great. However, sometimes the little booklets that come with them can be a little bit more positive, a little bit more, let's say, toxic positivity. Fluffy. Yeah. <laughs> so um, and there, there's a lot of value to that. But as a learner deck... And or mm-hmm. even get the beautiful deck. Get the super pretty deck. But then go get a Rider Wade Smith like book to go with it because as a learner deck going off of the artist's interpretation is not going to set you up for future decks it's not going to set you up to necessarily succeed overall in the bigger picture it's there's there's nothing wrong with those decks there's nothing wrong with the booklets that come with it but Mm -hmm. i believe that the booklets that come with it are Better suited for somebody who is really confident in tarot, reading tarot, that then they mm-hmm. can, you know, be like, oh, that's interesting that this is what the artist interpreted this as. I'll include that as part of my own interpretation when using this deck versus that's what this card means. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes total sense. Um, <laughs> I just, I, I do, I love guidebooks um, just because, you know, I always say that I love to read other people's opinions. Exactly. Um, but yeah, starting off with a Rider Waite Smith, because all the material that you will find is mostly besides guidebooks are geared towards that. And I don't know, <laughs> like if you're reading, I don't know, it's very complicated. And it is, yeah. I, yeah. I just think having that base, as you said, is incredibly important before you move yeah. on to more unique decks. Um, and the, the fact of the matter is, is that I understand that a lot of us are on a budget and you're like, Maria, mm-hmm. Robin, I don't got no extra book money. But <laughs> yeah. uh, it, the thing is with Rider Wade Smith is that you can just go on Google and you can find like direct multiple. resources, multiple resources yeah. just for the Rider Wade Smith interpretations. So mm-hmm. don't feel as though, you know, you have to go out and spend a hundred million dollars to be having access to this information. It, there's apps. You can, there's literally, I have one on my phone that I use to refer other people to that's just called tarot. Mm-hmm. And it is literally just Rider Waite Smith interpretations. And I use it when I'm trying to show other people like, this is what the card looks like. I don't use mm-hmm. the interpretation portion of it, but it is there and it's accurate. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. and that was a free app. So they exist. You don't have to spend a bunch of money. Like, but I would start yeah. there. Yeah. 
And uh, another tip I want to talk about, I think we did touch on it a little bit, but get used to being upfront about what the cards have to say, whether it is good or bad news. Mm -hmm. It is hard to pass on bad news or being Mm -hmm. upfront with someone if they are being their own blockage, but trying to be like all love and light when it comes to reading will be at the detriment of the person you're reading for. Readings are meant to help us grow and ignoring the negative, like negative cards and like trying to put a positive spin on it is very like damaging to what the reading is supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, it's fine. It's like if someone gets a negative card, you're more than welcome to like explain to them how they can possibly improve the situation. Mm-hmm. But you do have to say, you know, this is what the card is saying negatively and you need to take this into account. Because most of the time, especially like if the five of, let's say the five of cups comes up, you have to go through it to get through it. You have to go through the hard period so you can finally move on. And ignoring those feelings will just make your client like, it'll just make their feelings fester and grow if you tell them they need to move on and like Mm -hmm. see the good in the situation. It's learning, it's learning bedside manner. You can tell Mm -hmm. people really bad news, but in a kind way. Mm While still sticking yeah. to the fact that no, no, this is bad news. <laughs> like we're 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 not you know gonna bypass what's happening here, but you can still tell mm-hmm. to them nicely. And one hundred percent, I agree with Maria one hundred percent. Don't try to find the positive in shit because life is not always positive, mm-hmm. and. Like that is in turn part of why, again, going back to why the Rider Waite Smith is so important to learn off of, um, life's not always positive. And, you know, I've heard from people a hundred times, probably more, mm-hmm. of, well, I just don't vibe with the Rider Waite Smith. Like, okay, that's, I guess, fair. I don't really know why, but fine, fair enough, right? But then get mm-hmm. a deck that has the formatting and get the book. Yes, get the 100%. get the resource. You know, yeah. you might not vibe with the imagery for whatever reason, but y- if you are ignoring the interpretation, the foundational interpretation of the cards, yes, you will eventually like branch off, make your own interpretations, etc. Just like we talked mm-hmm. about with the two of cups, that Maria and I had very opposing viewpoints on it but we both started mm-hmm. with the foundational understanding basic numerology understanding the suit meanings etc cetera, etc cetera. yeah once then, you get down the like the number meanings and like the exactly. suit meanings like you're golden like exactly golden. and then you can start basing yeah. off your own opinions once you are comfortable with the foundational meanings so even if you don't vibe mm-hmm. With Pamela Coleman Smith's artwork for some reason, and get a deck that follows that same formatting, mm-hmm. and then like, go get a resource book and use that. Go get an app. Go find a reliable website, whatever, and use yeah, that. There because, are so many amazing decks that are like have that imagery. I oh yeah, like I mean, most of the decks I have are based off of the Rider Waite Smith. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's learning that and understanding that imagery and the symbolism in it. Like, mm-hmm. it's kind of like all aspects of magic. You tell me, for example, that green is for money. Okay, why? Mm-hmm. Why do we associate like, green why? with money, right? 
And the same mm-hmm. exact information applies to to tarot. Why do yeah. we associate, you know, the two of cups with this as Maria said, you know, two people coming together and making it work, or as I said, two people coming together, learning a lesson, and then leaving. Why? Mm-hmm. And it's all based off of the symbolism that's in the cards. Yeah. 100%. So, yeah. <laughs> you you want don't 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 go too crazy too quick because they're beautiful and I get it. <laughs> Maria and I both have got five hundred million tarot decks between the two of us. <laughs> I mean, I've only yes, got I one husband who is listening down, down. Husband who is in other room. I do not have any tarot decks, and the one I'm getting on from Etsy is my first. <laughs> uh, speaking of not going crazy or going crazy, I think it's important to also right now? say. No, 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 not me. Well, we'll see. We wow, will this see, bitch. Robin. Oh, okay, it is 9 a.m., Maria. Are we doing this or what? <laughs> so, when it comes to reading for other people, don't burn yourself out. Yes. While some people can handle reading for, like, many clients a day, it does use up a bunch of energy, especially if you're writing them out rather than it being face-to-face. You know, I had to learn this the hard way when I first started reading for people, you know, (laughs) especially I have, like, now I take, like, such a great deal of time writing up my readings. Most of mine are five to seven pages long and double-columned. It's a lot of work and effort, and after I'm done writing up my client readings, I'm exhausted and I need a break. Mm-hmm. But I used to push and keep pushing the envelope just so I could fit more people in because I didn't want anyone to um, have to wait on their readings and stuff like that. But it it took so much out of me. And, and I see that all the time with especially newer readers who are like, I'm tired. And I don't like... I just have so many I need to do. I have to catch up. And yes, that happens with all, you know, with work all the time for everybody where you have to, you know, burn the midnight oil. But if you're doing that all of the time, you're going to be exhausted and you're not going to want to indulge in your own spiritual practice or even read for yourself because you're so tired for reading for other people. So Mm -hmm. just incorporating some balance into reading for others should be. Yeah very important <clears throat> setting boundaries is important when it comes to magic of any kind <laughs> um 100%. both within yourself and with people around you so mm-hmm. don't be afraid to say uh sure i'd love to do a reading for you but in a couple days or you know sorry i can't right now i've done too many and i'm just a little tired i need a break <laughs> <laughs> there is nothing wrong with needing a break and scheduling readings rather than just like taking them all on at once (laughs) exactly so create those boundaries with you and yourself and Mm -hmm. everything will be okay remember it and one last thing actually before we switch before i make a shitty remark not shitty remark a smart ass remark which is what i was about to do which is so unlike me Uh, (laughs) oh so unlike you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> One last thing before we 
end this subject is okay, something okay. we talked about last night in our Discord, actually, and I think is important to reiterate uh-huh. to every single person <laughs> that is listening to this. Learning tarot uh-huh. is a muscle. It's a skill. And think about going to the gym. You don't go to the gym for a week and suddenly you're a bodybuilder. It's something that you have to work <laughs> for. You train your body for. You eat special foods and you... I don't know, lift weights and yell at the gym. I don't know what people do at the gym. Okay. I'm, I'm, I don't know why I decide to use this metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a, I think that's a great metaphor because, Thank you. you know, when you Again, build muscle, brain. you te- like, if you work out, you tear muscles. And what you're supposed to do is rest and eat in order to rebuild those muscles wow. so you can Maria keep Maria is a out. gym rat. <laughs> I no, I used to be. Oh, I mean, this witch used to have like abs. So wow, <laughs> not anymore. Can't relate. Not me. Um, not hey, me. I can't relate anymore. <laughs> the point is, is that what we have found in general is that people are way too hard on themselves. Y'all are way too hard on yourselves because you aren't as skilled as like me or Maria or other readers that do this professionally. Mm-hmm. Yo, this is something that we, you guys have to remind yourself that we've been doing this for like two decades. <laughs> and that's like, yeah. it's okay that you're not the bodybuilder yet and that you are still figuring out, you know, how to lift weights. Yeah. Or, how to tear muscles or whatever the fuck the metaphor is getting at (laughs) (laughs) but you know even i like i'm still learning and i'm still like my opinions about the cards yeah my opinions about the cards like evolve and change over Mm -hmm. time depending on what i'm going through life and what experiences pop up with clients or otherwise and i you know, that's why I always say remain open to other people's viewpoints. Maybe you'd uh-huh. be like, wow, that is really resonating with me right now. Wow, Robin, but, your cranium yeah. is so big. You have such a big brain. <laughs> and I love that for you. <laughs> but for real, you guys, everybody needs to start being nicer to themselves while learning this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. It is a muscle. It is a skill. It is something that you will get better at over time, not overnight. Be freaking nice yes. to yourself Otherwise, you are going to just burn out and give up. Remind yourself where you were when you first started versus where you are now. You know, Uh, and maybe you've only been doing it for a week. But in that week, I bet you you've made more progress than, you know, you had on the first day. So be fucking nice to yourself or I'm going to powerbomb you into next year. And nobody wants that. Okay. I've got the strength of a fully grown woman. And a six-month-old fetus. So I would literally destroy you. Don't make me do it. <laughs> Don't make me do it, guys. I'll, I'll end you. <laughs> so no, but for real, please be nice to yourself. It is it is a skill. It is something that takes time to learn. <clears throat> you know? We didn't mm-hmm. land on the moon because we thought about going to space once. <laughs> it was something that took a lot of time and and teamwork and you know what I mean, practice and skill and test and trial. Like, mm-hmm. just be nice. <laughs> so Maria, what's stirring your culture in this week? Oh, let me 
tell you. <laughs> Never saw it's being funny. <laughs> Everybody listening is like, no, it actually did stop being funny like six months ago. We're like, shut up. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. It's going to be a thing and it's going to stay a thing. Anyways. <laughs> stop trying to make so, fetch happen. <laughs> oh, it's happening. God. Anyways. Uh, so one of my favorite things to do before the green plant sperm hits like a tidal wave is to spend more time outdoors. Though, <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I do honestly spend far more time outside than I do in winter, even while we're swimming in that green gunk and despite dealing with pollen and the bugs. <laughs> It's nature's bukkake. I can't deal with you. It gets in your lungs. It like coats your lungs and you're like, at night, you're like, why am I having problems breathing? But anyways. Oh my God. (laughs) Despite dealing with pollen and the bugs the size of birds, I really do feel like more connected to Mama Earth during this time than I do during winter because I'm not, you know, stuck indoors. I love laying out a blanket underneath my chase tree while I read witchy books or read tarot and, you know, watching the light find its way through the branches. And then at night, lighting a bunch of candles and sitting outside on my porch listening to cicadas sing and, you know, with music drifting through the windows of my house. It's just, it's really heavenly and enjoyable and, you know, there's always, of course, the hummingbird, watching hummingbirds, which is my absolute favorite pastime. They are the sweetest and most aggressive little feathery friends ever. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, me and my witchling, we like to name the ones um, that come and claim their home, our home as their territory. It's just... So while I might not be overly fond of spring, there are so many things I do appreciate and absolutely love. Um, My wife and I actually spent all of like last week getting our garden order so we can enjoy the space more. And I'm really excited to use utilize that space for my practice in the time ahead. And, you know, I feel like winter was harder this year than it was um, in the years past with everything going on and with shadow work. So I I, I have, like, really high hopes that this spring will be something special, I believe. Yeah. I like laying out and, like, when it's – you know how, like, for whatever reason in uh, wintertime, it's like the sky is mm-hmm. crisper? Does that make yeah. sense? Like it's like brighter yeah. somehow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I like laying out like in the yard on a blanket, and we like mm-hmm. counting satellites. Have you ever done that? Yes, that's so much fun. And then looking and you at count the them stars as they go by. I think it's so nice. Good. And you can you can only do that like right now or like at the end of summer. I love that. Just laying on the ground with a blanket is like we try. Me and my family try to do that. Like almost every other weekend like we'll go to like a nature park and just go and chill or we do it in our backyard explain to me what a nature park is what is a nature park (laughs) (laughs) state park i'm sorry it's where nature is robin versus uh like what other kind of park this is my cement park 
It's a hundred percent cement. There are cement parts. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Welcome to the outside. It is where oxygen lives. This is the oxygen outside. <laughs> what? I'm an indoor witch. I don't know what that is. Excuse me. Oh my god! <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to roast the you. Only time I promise. I, I love you. <laughs> The only time I went outside as a kid is when I was forced to. <laughs> yes. My mom would be like, go read your book outside. It's like, no, I don't want to. <laughs> Actually, I would prefer, mom, if you never said those words to me again. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Even though when I did go out there, I did enjoy it. And uh, I did mom, the same next thing. Time I would lay down blanket. <laughs> mom, next time you go and say that, don't. So how about that? And here I am telling my own daughter, you will go outside. You need go to go outside, get some, get some fresh air. It's good for you. <laughs> oh, how the tables have turned. Oh, how the turntables have turned. <laughs> oh my god. So Robin. What is stirring your culture in this world? You're so much better at that than me. (laughs) (laughs) Good. You're good. Thanks. Uh, Thank you for asking, first of all. (laughs) Oh, you're so So, welcome. So I'm going to talk about something that I think is going to piss some people off, and I don't think it should. I think that you shouldn't be angry about this, but I think it's going to make people mad. So before we start, remember that you loved me before I said this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we have a problem in our community with mm-hmm. minor adult relationships. <laughs> and by that I don't I'm not trying to suggest like pedophilia or anything like that. Yeah. So I'd like to clarify that. I'm talking about strictly platonic relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh recently there was apparently some sort of drama with a Discord server. I don't fucking know. I don't know anything about it. But it was going around that essentially this particular server, it was like made up of like or is made up, I don't know. I genuinely don't even know. Like it's made up mm-hmm. of like 80, 90% minors. Like and by mm-hmm. minor I mean under the age of 18. And mm-hmm. people were messaging other people being like, or influencers or people that they felt were large in the community being like, if you don't make a statement about this, like, you know, we're going to cancel you. And mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is, is first and foremost, from my position, and I'm, I know Maria's position as well is, I don't even know what the fuck this server is, nevertheless going to make a statement on it. <laughs> Secondly... Yeah. Is inappropriate for me, a 31, almost 32 year old woman, to be engaged in any kind of drama involving 15 year olds. That's inappropriate. Mm-hmm. That is a abuse of power. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And is really not okay. And and this is just one example of a much larger problem within our community, which mm-hmm. is that children and i know that teenagers don't view themselves as children i get it i was a teenager too you're in that weird in between phase of like not quite adult but also you're not a kid it's like <laughs> that in between right and i get it like i completely understand but it is very fucking inappropriate for a 15 mm. 16 17 year old 
or younger, God forbid, to have any kind of working friendship or a relationship with an adult. That's not Without okay. Their it's knowledge. With, yeah, like, it's not yeah. appropriate. And quite frankly, even with their parents' knowledge, like if I'm mm-hmm. not if I'm not oh, I'm mentoring not you. No. Yeah. yeah. If, if I'm not mentoring you like one on one where I can meet your mom or your dad or your guardian and we have a conversation where we know what we are talking about in regards to you, the minor, it's not I'm not comfortable mm-hmm. with it because it's not appropriate. Yes. And I never, ever, ever want somebody to feel as though it should be appropriate for an adult to do that. That is inappropriate. That is taking mm-hmm. advantage of you. And God fucking forbid, <laughs> there are some account- Patreons and I know there's other websites, but I can't remember what they're called right now. They're like those those schools that they make them themselves. They self-host kind of a thing where mm-hmm. they charge you money. They're taking mm-hmm. your money and they're to uh, minors without mm-hmm. parental consent <laughs> yeah. to assert dominance and be in an educator role. It is not fucking appropriate. It's just not. And I believe very strongly that teenagers have a very valid place within our community. I was a teenage witch too. Mm-hmm. So was Maria. There is a lot of value and them being there is completely appropriate and valid to be in the community and Mm -hmm. be in the space. However, there is a fine line between following creators, let's say, that are over 30, reading their blogs, watching their YouTubes, right? Listening Mm -hmm. to their podcast versus having a one-on-one relationship with them, paying them money, etc. That is Mm -hmm. super inappropriate. It takes advantage of people and it's Mm -hmm. not okay. And I don't know why this even needs to be addressed (laughs) at all, but I've been seeing it a lot lately and it's super not okay. I'm, I'm really uncomfortable by it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I just, (sighs) yeah. I mean, as a parent, if I found out my daughter had direct communication with someone as old as me, Shit, even, even in between them. our ages. If my yeah, kid I don't think was, sure. was 15 like and we're talking to nice. a 24-year-old, eh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't care if like the even the conversation is completely innocent. That is 120% okay. inappropriate. I would inappropriate. be livid. I mean, I know in the past, Maria and I have had people join our Patreon. Our Patreon is an 18 plus Patreon. If you join it, it does give you that warning that you are agreeing that you are over the age of 18, you know, Mm -hmm. or older. And we've had people in the past breaking that violation, joining it. And then we've had angry parents being like, I want my money back. And (laughs) so not only are you lying to your parents, but you're lying to us and you're putting us in a really shitty position because we've stated many times we're not comfortable with it and mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah i don't even I just, do readings for minors like it's oh just, same again on my yeah, my page there's a pop-up yeah. that says i agree that i'm 18 or older mm-hmm. 
I think there's a lot of validity for minors in the community. And any minor that's listening to this, I am not trying to discourage you from researching, learning, and being the best witch you can oh, be. definitely. Like, yeah. please continue to explore. Please continue to learn. Consume, con- like, follow the creators that you in- are inspired mm-hmm. by. Watch their YouTubes, listen to their podcasts, read their blogs. But consume it. Don't cross that line and i'm not blaming the minors as well like i'm not trying to say like oh it's the kids fault that they're crossing this line it's the content creator's Mm -hmm. fault for allowing it to happen um and it's like see when we were like when we first got started we did not have that direct line of communication to like authors or creators mm -hmm. or anything like that we just had to learn from books and stuff like that and I, I know I like did not have an adult figure in my life that was teaching me stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know. It's just, I know it's a completely different time, but there has to be boundaries in place because for both you the can, consumer and yes. the creator, it's yeah, not appropriate. 100%. It's never going to be pro- appropriate. And I really want to implore the fact that I'm not trying to blame these kids for, you know, wanting to reach out to people that they idolize and respect. Um, Mm -hmm. But we all as a community, like need to start having better boundaries on both ends of the spectrum, Mm -hmm. because it's not appropriate. It's think of it this way. The younger witches. Exactly. And think of it this way. Yes, romantic things are different. Right. But there's still a power Mm -hmm. play involved. And let's say let's take Mm -hmm. things like sex completely out of the question. Right. Mm-hmm. If your 14-year-old daughter was or son was dating a 22-year-old, even if they weren't having any sex or anything like that, right? Mm-hmm. Would that be appropriate? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, of course it wouldn't. Would if your 16-year-old daughter or son was dating a 22-year-old, would that be appropriate? Again, we're taking mm-hmm. sex totally out of the question. Mm-hmm. And of course it's not. So why would it be appropriate for a... 32-year-old, 34-year-old, 40-year-old, whatever, to be one-on-one communication and mentor with something as intimate and personal as our spirituality. Um, Yeah. It's really not appropriate. And I just, I'm just, I'm bothered by it. I'm bothered bothered by it too. When you, when you brought this up, I was like, wow, like, I would be so pissed. Yeah, I I, I actually texted Maria about it and was like, are you okay with me talking about this on the podcast? Because I'm I'm upset. (laughs) Anyway, so me stirring what's not stirring my cauldron has taken twice as long as Maria's. So sorry. (laughs) No, uh, like, I think that like, I think a bunch of our not stirring um, portions are like very important. And stuff that needs to be discussed because it's like the difficult stuff it's shadow it's work hard. and all and like, of that and like yeah. i said i really want to implore like if you're a minor like go get books you know there's all these free online resources mm-hmm. youtubers podcasters blogs places that you can get a library card and get books like i'm not saying don't go learn do but also yeah. if if an adult is comfortable giving you this mm-hmm. one-on-one mentorship, taking you under their wing. That is a red flag for you, underage person, to get out of there because that is a power dynamic that is very imbalanced and is not okay. Like that's a red flag. Yeah. Get out of there. 
Yeah, one hundred percent. Because you have to like you have to protect yourself, just like a creator should have mm-hmm. every right to protect themselves. Exactly, too. it's a two way street. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just please be safe, guys. Like really, please be safe. And uh, yeah, I just, ugh, I could go on about this for hours, so we should stop now. Cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So just like every episode, we are going to talk about creators that we are loving right now. This could be shops. This could be photographers. This could be literally anybody. Do not send us messages asking to be on here. You're going to get blocked. You're going to get made fun of. I'm going to roast you. I'm going to make a private Twitter account where all I do is roast you. (laughs) Not really. (laughs) But maybe I would. And that's a threat you should take seriously. (laughs) You can't see it right now, but I'm like holding this flower pen that Temperance got me for Christmas. That's like a tulip and it's like wiggly. And I'm like pointing like I'm lecturing people with this fucking jelly flower. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) on that note, Maria, who are you loving this week, girl? So I am loving on Instagram, Calypso underscore Firewitch. Like she... Yes, she is an amazing photographer and creator, and and she's a fire breather and performer, which badass. Like same, I wish I could do something like that. And just her photography is so beautiful and so stunning, and it reminds me of oh my god, what is that tarot deck that I bought yesterday that I showed you? The Micah, mm, Micah Ulrich. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah. Like her photography reminds me. Yeah, of it has that, that same energy it for just, sure. It does. It is. You know what so else it reminds me of is the mm. antique anatomy tarot deck. Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's and, so good. And she is just amazing and kind-hearted person as well. And I just like I appreciate appreciate her creativity and her heart, like. 100% recommend following her because, yeah. Great I might be content. on drugs, but isn't she? No, she's not. I am on drugs. Never mind. Ignore me. Ignore me. Never mind. <laughs> oh, just don't worry about me. Hello. <laughs> Ignore the man behind the curtain. <laughs> so, Robin, who you, who you loving? So, I am absolutely digging. I think it's pronounced Heather. Lawrence on Instagram. Mm-hmm. They are a seamstress. And when I tell you that they have made the coolest mask I've ever seen in my entire fucking life, I say this with no mm-hmm. exaggeration. So I found their account originally because they make like these like bat collars. So like you know the collars you can add on to your tops like the Peter Pan ones and stuff that like sew on yes. or tie on. So they're bat wing ones that I obviously mm-hmm. am like, well, I'm going to need 20 of those. They made a bat mask, like, you know, a mask for COVID and stuff, but it looks like a bat. Yeah. And when I tell Love. you, I have never needed anything more in my entire life. Like, it's the best thing I've ever seen. This is the greatest <laughs> thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Not that you're and obsessed I ha- with bats I, or anything, right? Not, right? Yeah, not that I have like a bad obsession or anything, but I need it. <laughs> I need it right now. I don't need it like I now, too, but honestly. I need it right now. 
and I think it's amazing and it's one of those things that is on my little Instagram shopping cart that I just Uh like haven't hit sent on yet because I have a problem with doing that but oh my god it's so beautiful everyone should get one we can all be like a big mass bat mass cult yeah and I don't know about everyone else, but I'm probably still going to continue to wear a mask after. Like I will for at least a while. Down. Yeah, yeah, probably well, for at least I, a even year. like if I have a cold and stuff, or if mm-hmm. I don't want to do my makeup. I mean, easy out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, call me paranoid all you want to. I don't really care. Like it's. Yeah, I don't care either. <sighs> But I don't care. You look cute while doing it. Yeah. Have you been followed around a store yet by like some fat redneck man? Well, for him being his size doesn't matter. So I'd like to redact that. But it's always been like that one. You know, like those those older country boys that like clearly drink too much. That kind of body type. Do you know what I'm talking about? Red faces uh-huh. and stuff. Followed me around a store once, going bah. Have you had that happen? <laughs> really? No, yeah. but someone was followed Walmart, my so wife expect- and I around a store before COVID and creeped us out because they apparently did not like that we were a couple. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I just what is it like? Like even if I let's say let's say that I am a sheep, let's pretend for a minute that I am a sheep. Like what is it? <laughs> How is it harming you? Like what does it matter? You're it's not affecting your to be life, good dude. For other people. <laughs> Anyway, I don't want to get on a whole side tangent. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The sheep are cute, okay? Sheep are cute. (laughs) Oh, my God. I Remind me after this. There are some baby pigs by our house, Maria. And when I tell you they're the cutest (laughs) thing I've ever seen in my life, I, like, cry every time I drive past them. Yes, please. Now we're really getting off topic. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah, those critters are amazing, everybody. Well, thank you all for joining us today. We'll hope to see you on Friday, March 19th, where we do our Spring Equinox episode, and we're going to have a special guest, Jay Allen Cross. So keep an eye out on our Instagram and our Twitter. You can follow us on Instagram at Coffee and Cauldrons Pod, or Twitter is Coffee Cauldrons for more information. Yes, or even better, joining us on our Discord tier, which is First Coven on Patreon, so we can answer your questions in part two next time. You'll even get to hear our super sensual, lovely, sexy voices (laughs) for an additional 30 minutes for being on the Patreon tier casting and up. Again, this is Coffee and Cauldrons. With Robin from Add a Tired Witch on Instagram. And I'm Maria from at Maria the Arcane on Instagram. All right, ready? you ready? <laughs> Do it. One, One two, two, three. three. Bye, Bye, witches. <laughs> <laughs> that one was pretty so good, actually. That was. <laughs>